I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I am Paco López. I am the coach for Levante. And this La Liga Lowdown. And I'm David Garrido. Hi, everyone. I know, right? It's getting a bit dull. Another week, another exclusive interview. Sigh. Uh, but this one is with a man who's had a huge impact at Levante, Paco Lopez, who's just signed a contract extension as head coach there after a brilliant run of results, including, of course, an extraordinary win at the Estadio Ciudad de Valencia on Sunday night. So, coming up on this mini pod. Barcelona's quest to complete an unbeaten La Liga season falls apart in their penultimate game. As they lose by the odd goal in nine at Levante, Paco was there. Jose Luis Morales, el comandante, is having the time of his life on the wing, running up and down with freedom and without defending responsibilities. The midfield, made up by Campaña, Bardi and Lukic, masterfully played tricks on Rakitic, Busquets and Iniesta. And what about Emmanuel Boateng from Zero to Hero in two months? We reflect on a feisty, fantastic Seville derby as Rabeti Santevilla draw 2-2, which means the race for seventh place is run as Hetafe lose. But it was still a decent campaign for them, so find out who Ewan is referring to here. It's in the top two for tackles made, defensive duels won and interceptions. Could definitely two-foot tackle your granny if it would help Hetafe win three points. Girona drop into the bottom half. How come they've come up short recently? Diego explains. Can we pin it down to perhaps a lack in squad depth, individual errors, or, and here's a bit of food for thought, perhaps they never really wanted to qualify for the European League in the first place. We're boiling down what's going on in the Basque country. Alaves and Eibar both win, but Athletic have issues, as Alex discusses. Kukusiganda tried to bring through youth as well, with players like Inigo Cordova, but not successfully enough. And the question remains, who will succeed Aritz Aduris up front? Plus, there's your three-word verdicts. That's all on the way in the next 15-20 minutes. Top story. Sorry, Barcelona fans, but there is only one place to start. The utterly crazy game between Levante and Barca as the newly crowned champions paid the price for leaving Lionel Messi at home. Uh, by the way, if you want to see a full-time report from the Estadio Ciudad de Valencia from our very own Paco Bolit with the Levante players doing a lap of honour in the background, well, that is our pinned tweet on our Twitter, at La Liga Lowdown. Emmanuel Bertang was the hero with a hat-trick, the first of his career, all of them clinical finishes, and Ennis Bardi also got two, where he said after the game that he had dreamt he would score against Barcelona. Uh, the game had actually been in the balance, though, at half-time, 2-1 to the home side. 
but that became 5-1 just 11 minutes into the second half. A still back came Barca as Philippe Coutinho completed his hat-trick, the third with a significant deflection. So that was 5-3. And when Boateng appended Sergio Busquets in the 18-yard box, while Luis Suarez smashed home the penalty for 5-4, and there was still... 18 minutes left. Suarez actually had another opportunity to equalise late on, but he couldn't keep his header on target, and so Levante held on for one of their most famous victories. Funnily enough, they've only twice scored five goals in a La Liga game, and both times it's been against Barcelona. The last occasion was back in the 1963-64 season, and as for Barca, it's the first time they've suffered the embarrassment of a manita, conceding five goals in a game, since the 3rd of December 2003, when they lost 5-1 at Malaga. So what an utterly nuts game. Let's get more context from our very own Paco Bolit. Now, Paco, you've seen Levante regularly this season. So how much of a surprise is this result? And how did boss Paco Lopez pull it off tactically? I'm not going to lie. This is a shocking outcome. Even if Levante were the most informed team in La Liga, scoring five times against Barca is absolutely bonkers. Unexpected, but not undeserved. What Paco Lopez has done in this team might be seen as a miracle, but there's a lot more to it once you look under the hood. Jose Luis Morales, el comandante, is having the time of his life on the wing, running up and down with freedom and without defending responsibilities. The midfield, made up by Campaña, Bardi and Lukic, masterfully played tricks on Rakitic, Busquets and Iniesta. And what about Emmanuel Boateng, from zero to hero, in two months, he was accurate as a sniper on Sunday. After the game, Valverde complained about his team not being solid enough, but again, he was the one to not take Messi to Valencia. He should have been at least on the bench. Meanwhile, Paco Lopez said out loud what we all thought at the stadium, that scoring five goals against Barca was beyond the wildest dream of both any coach and any Levante fan. Thanks, Paco. And uh, coming up later this week on our YouTube channel, we have another exclusive interview and how apt it is with the Levante head coach, Paco Lopez, who's overseen eight wins in his 10 matches in charge, taking 25 points from the 30 on offer. So you will not want to miss that. Our custom URL is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown or just put La Liga Lowdown into a search engine and enable those notifications. Meanwhile, Real Madrid also produced another headline score over the weekend, smashing Celta Vigo for six at the Estadio Santiago Bernabeu. Brilliance from Gareth Bale scoring twice, especially his second, rivaled only by Isco's superb strike for 3-0 from the edge of the box. It was party time in the second half, even Ashraf Hakimi burst through and scored, and an own goal from Sergio Gomez and Tony Kroos then finished off the route. So frankly, if this performance wasn't a warning to Liverpool ahead of that Champions League final, who knows what is? Well, Zinedine Zidane admitted that he's been given a select headache with just one league game to go. The huge question is, who will start for Madrid in Kiev in less than two weeks' time? All of Bale, Isco, Karim Benzema, Marco Asensio and Lucas Vazquez can bat their own cases, but five into two simply won't go. Uh, the other talking point is of those rumours of Neymar signing for Madrid, which just won't go away. As Zidane turned that question into an answer about his own players and appreciating what they're doing, while the PSG president, Nasser El Khalifi, said that the Brazilian would 2,000% be at PSG next season, that he has a contract, that he will stay, that he wants to stay. We'll find out this summer. (laughs) 
European contenders. Well, we all know that Seville derbies are entertaining affairs, and the addition of El Gran Derby at the Benito Villamarín on Saturday evening was no different. Lots of edge and niggle, a fair bit of pace and flair too, but it was an unlikely first goal scorer in this game. In fact, Mark Bartra's flicked header from Joaquin's free kick was his first goal for Betis. Strange equaliser as Wissam Benyeda pounced with the home defence stopping for what they thought was handball from the Frenchman, but the ball rebounded off Aysamondi and Benyeda just stabbed it home. And then his clever backheel flick from Ever Banega's corner set up Simon Kiar for 1-2, but immediately back came Betis through Loren. David Soria's decision to go with feet rather than hands backfired, and 2-2 was the final score. It means that Betis still haven't won at home to Sevilla since April 2006. That's 12 years and counting. Head coach Kiko Setien said that it wasn't the game he'd been hoping for, but that they reached their goal and ultimately a draw was a fair result. While Joaquin Caparros, despite making it seven points out of nine in charge of Sevilla, said that his side were far better than their opponents and dropped two points. Still, they are three points ahead of Hedafe heading into the final match day with a better head-to-head. So Sevilla sealed seventh place and they qualify for the Europa League with a game to spare. Well, Hitafe could have kept them honest by at least matching Sevilla's result in their game at home to Atletico. In the end, it was the most Atleti-esque of scorelines. Coque with a drilled winner in the first half for 1-0. Hitafe then got a very soft penalty for a supposed foul by Diego Godin on Angel, but maybe justice was done. A Faisal Faj penalty saved by Jan Oblak, yet another spot kick spurned. In fact, Hitafe failed with 7 of 11 in total this season. But it's not all doom and gloom. Eighth place would still be an excellent finish for Jose Bordalas' side, having come up from from Segunda last season. La Liga Lowdown's Ewan McTair is based in Madrid where Hetafe play and he's picked out three standout performers for us. Damien Suarez. The right back would definitely two-foot tackle your granny if it would help Hetafe win three points. This is exactly why he's been so important for them. He's in the top two for tackles made, defensive duels won and interceptions. He has been vital. Vicente Guaita. As much as the defence has been superb, the fact that they've conceded the third fewest goals also has a lot to do with goalkeeper Vicente Guaita. Not only does he make excellent saves, but he has claimed every single cross he has come for this season, all 74 of them. Jorge Molina Although Angel Rodriguez scored the most goals, the striker I think has been the most important is Molina, as he has been an incredible target man. As defender Juan Cala said, Molina is only one who's irreplaceable. Angel can be missing, but Jorge can't. We don't have anyone who does what he does. Thank you, Ewan. Well, Betis actually dropped a place to sixth because of Villarreal's 4-2 win at Deportivo La Coruña. Two from Samu Castillejo, the first a beautiful left foot curler, and a Manu Trigueros header in between to put the visitors 3-0 up at half-time at Riazor before a couple of poachers' goals from Borja Valle put Deport back in the game only for Denis Cheryshev to seal the win for Javi Gayahar's side just before the end with an emphatic finish. That is four wins in five for the Yellow Submarine and Villarreal are now fifth ahead of Betis on head-to-head and goal difference. Eibar are now ninth because they were 1-0 winners at home to Las Palmas. Fabian Orellana setting up Charles, the veteran striker now Eibar's top scorer outright in La Liga with eight goals. And it's back-to-back victories for the first time in three months. And maybe Jose Luis Mendilibar's contract renewal really did settle them down after a bit of a difficult run of results. Alaves also picked up three points with a 3-1 victory at home to Athletic Club. The first goal, a bit freakish really. Kepa clearing the ball straight at John Guidetti and watching it rebound straight back past him into the net. Then a stunning Manier free kick on the hour and a volley from close range from Ibai Gomez for number three. Uh, Iker Muniain scored a consolation. Uh, there were a couple of banners up at Mentorotza saying, we weren't dead, 
We were out on the town. That's a reference to Alaves' poor start to the season, losing eight out of their first nine games, some recovery under Abelardo. And this result means that Alaves could yet overtake Real Sociedad and finish top half if they beat Sevilla on the final day and La Real lose at Barcelona. A while Athletic will definitely end the season as the worst of the four Basque sides. So how come the Litlands have done better than their bigger brothers from the region this season, relatively speaking? Alex Johnson's got the lowdown down this one. What are the main reasons for you, Alex? On this one, I think it comes a lot down to management. Real Sociedad had, to put it frankly, a horrible season planning. And as I've said before, they stuck with Isubi for far too long. Leaking goals was always a big problem, and Imanol Alcoacil eventually rectified that. Athletic, they are a tricky team to coach. With their policy of Basque-only players, you need to find a system to fit the players you have, rather than the players to fit your system. Kukusiganda tried to bring through youth as well, with players like Inigo Cordoba, but not successfully enough, and the question remains, who will succeed Aritz Aduris up front? Inaki Williams has wasted too many chances. Alaves, they started badly, but after the poor experiments of Gianni Dibiasi, getting Abelardo in halfway through the season infused confidence in the team. The best Basque club, ironically, have the least resources, but the most structure. For Eibar, Medelibar is one of the best coaches in the entire league, with a clear playing philosophy, and the news of him staying another season is a big boost. Alex, thanks very much. Well, let's stay in the Basque country as Real Sociedad gave Javi Prieto a winning send-off. They brought on the one-club man for the last 10 minutes of their game at home to Leganes to a rapturous standing ovation. And they produced a special shirt which had Javi Prieto's face on the badge rather than their usual crest. And Carlos Martinez also bid farewell to La Real, another single-club servant. A 3-2 win for the host, but as the scoreline suggests... They didn't make life easy for themselves. Miguel Oyarzabal and Sergio Canales put them in control, but then Diego Rico pulled one back and Miguel Ángel Guerrero rifled home an equaliser. William José's penalty put Real Sociedad back in front and that was that. Are the home fans getting value for money in their last four games at Anueta? Four wins, 14 goals scored. But Girona are down to 11th after their 1-0 defeat at home to Valencia, who'd gone to Riyadh in midweek to play a 60-minute friendly. Luciano Vieto got the goal for Los Che, his first since February, and a peach of a strike, uh, beating Bono at his near post from outside the box, having broken from his own half. So Girona have dropped like a stone with one win in nine. They've taken just five points from the last 27. So why have they come up short, and how do they reflect on their home season overall after their last game at Montilivi? Here is La Liga Lowdown's Diego Lorraine. It's true that Girona's near fairytale season has gone crashing down pretty hard, but look, let's not take anything away from how good this season has been for Machin's side, in particular in their strong home form. Montilivi has become a bit of a forceful fortress, if you will, where they've won eight, drew seven, and lost only three matches. They've made life difficult for all the teams there, even managing to beat Real Madrid in a historic 2-1. David, you'll also remember in our interview with Pablo when he said when the mind is willing, the rest of the body follows, referring to how he makes sure he gets the best out of his players, and I think the squad is delivered. But why the sudden drop in form, you ask? Well, can we pin it down to perhaps a lack in squad depth, individual errors, or, and here's a bit of food for thought, perhaps they never really wanted to qualify for the European League in the first place, and instead focus on getting further in a less intense Copa del Rey, as well as securing their stay in a Spanish top flight next season. 
brings it. Cheers, Diego. And in perhaps the most meaningless game of the weekend, Espanyol versus Malaga at the Estadio Stadium, David Gallego made it 10 points from 12 as Espanyol interim head coach as the home side triumphed 4-1. Gerard Moreno, obviously, with the first. Sergio Garcia and Leo Baptistao put the hosts in control before a couple of penalties. Adrian Gonzalez for the visitors and Pablo Piatti for the hosts. So you've been getting in touch with us on Twitter at La Liga Lowdown with your three-word verdict. So thank you for those. Here are a few about Sunday night at the Estadio Ciudad de Valencia. Adam Stora chose unbeaten Barca, not. A Das Bot went for Barca, unequivocally disappointing. Jack Sanders says Valverde's gamble fails. But this from Varad Patil, a la Levante, haha. Yes, Varad is, of course, a massive Real Madrid fan. Here is Phil Panton. Total entertainment again. And where was Messi is what Mike C went for. And Charlie Barca offered several options. We've chosen just too casual. A few more on other topics. So Kirat Mehar said, Gareth Bale extraordinaire. Uh, this from Lion Academy, Seville's all in. And the final three-word verdict from Harry Cottenden, the beautiful game. All right, let's just remind you of all of our content coming up this week as we now head towards the 38th and final match day of the 2017-18 La Liga season. We've got our 60-second standoff on our YouTube channel on Tuesday with Diego and Ewan doing the debating honours. We also have that exclusive interview with Levante head coach Paco Lopez on Wednesday. Uh, don't forget to find us, follow us and chat to us on Twitter as well. We are at La Liga Lowdown. There's the website too if you want to see all of our content in one place, www.laligalowdown.com. And of course, there is this mini pod, which we love putting out for you each and every Monday. So if you're also feeling the love, give us a five star rating and spread that love so that your friends get to hear about it and they can subscribe too. Lovely. Well, that's your La Liga Lowdown. See you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.